three. One, two, three, coming, coming, wait. All right. <clears throat> and here we go. Live to tape. Welcome to Millennials, Season 3, Episode 11. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. And I'm Laura. How's everybody doing this week? Good. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Good. Good. I uh, returned to the dentist for a oh, couple... Shit. A few, excuse me, a few fillings. So um, I have six to get taken care of, <laughs> which, you know, over nine years, not too bad. Yeah, it's less than one per year. You're good. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, dentist said uh, I went into the dentist. She said, "Okay, how do you want to do this?" She she only wanted to do one side of the mouth at a time because she didn't want to numb my entire mouth, right? Uh, which I thought which I thought was fine. So I said, "Let's get the worst out of the way." And uh, so she was like, "All right, if you want to do that, let's do it." So I'm just so <laughs> instead of explaining. What I did earlier was record a video of myself telling the story while I was still numbed up. <laughs> oh, my she God. Numbed, <laughs> she numbed the hell out of it. So I came straight back and I recorded this video. <laughs> so here you go. Hey, guys. It's Andrew. Um, I thought I would record <laughs> while well, I'm still numb. So I just got... <laughs> so I just got... <clears throat> so I just got back from the dentist. <laughs> oh my I'm god! Staring at myself, trying to open my mouth. The right side of my mouth is still numb. <laughs> um, so it was a get down with Jesus moment. She numbed the fuck out of the side of my mouth, as you can see from how my mouth is moving right now. <laughs> and um, so they were deep. Two of them were very deep. Yeah, they were. One in particular, she thought um, could potentially be a root canal because she was going down, down, down. And even when she got to the fillings, <laughs> underneath the fillings was more decay. At one point, she just goes, ay caramba. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> she can't believe how much fucking she's like, ay caramba. I just took out a filling and there's more black. I'm like, oh, Jesus. But... I'm fucking lucky. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna go to start going to church after this. I just feel so lucky and blessed. Uh, there must be a God if I got through this without needing a root canal. Um, she reached the point. She reached the bottom, and she says she had never gone so deep into a tooth <laughs> without hitting the nerve. Wow. So she was nervous that because of how deep she was drilling, she was gonna have to. She was gonna. Uh, um, she was gonna hit the nerve, and then I would need a root canal. So she did more x-rays, and then we looked again at where the nerve is and how deep she went, and she, she was like, look at that. <laughs> she shows me the one x-ray. It, basically, I mean, this is a slight exaggeration, but a large chunk of my tooth. So I'm going to post this video on Patreon, <clears throat> and then there's an extra two minutes where I get back on camera because I swear that the, that the numbness gets even worse. <laughs> I'm just sitting there. I'm just sitting there reflecting on how stupid I look. <laughs> I will say, Andrew, you really couldn't tell from the audio. You sounded yeah. you sounded mostly normal, except for the way you said dentist. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, even the dentist was impressed by how I was speaking. And I almost made a joke to her about how, like, well, I speak professionally. So that's why I, I could hold it together. But um, the video is uh, uh, kind of funny because you can it's more obvious when you're watching it that I can't open my mouth. Anyway, so that's that. And one other thing I didn't mention from the video, and this is why I, I'm so lucky to have Melania in my life. She said I was six months away from definitely needing a root canal. Wow. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> well, we all didn't save you from that shit. This show did. <laughs> I think Millennial Laura and myself saved you. There was some intervention going on there. Mm-hmm. Well, I've always considered both of you godlike figures, so mm-hmm. so thank you both. I like fair that. point. That's mm-hmm. a fair point. <laughs> Next time I see you, I'm going to be like, bow, peasant, and worship me. 
yeah. I'm going to give you $1,000 because that's what it would have cost me to probably get Ooh, a root canal. Cha-ching. Do you see, like, Lara's face in random pieces of toast and shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Laura, so you saw Beauty and the Beast? I did. I saw it this afternoon, just before recording the show. Ah. Um, and so I want to preface this by saying I thought it was a really good movie overall. Um, oh. I enjoyed most of it, but I do have one popular, uh, one unpopular, like fairly significant opinion, uh-uh. and it's that I really didn't like Emma Watson. <laughs> mm. um, really? Yeah. Not okay. Not that she was bad. It's just that she was surrounded by a cast of Broadway professionals, which just made it so clear that she was not one of them. And like the, the vocal range just wasn't there for the types of songs that they were trying to have her sing. And whereas I, I typically find my find it hard to get into movie musicals i feel like when people start singing off the cuff i kind of get taken out of the scene mm-hmm. i didn't think that was i didn't think that was true for almost the entire movie except for the parts where emma watson sang and it was just because she her voice and then when i think of musicals you think of kind of over the top movements very flowy body language which everybody else in the movie had except her like it's just not her thing no it's really not any of it and and you can you can tell that she worked her ass off though she tried so fucking hard but it just wasn't okay it just wasn't happening no. Well, do you give her credit for trying at yeah, least? Yeah, totally. It's just, here's my thing. I'm like, okay, you cast all of these incredibly talented Broadway actors in every other role, except for the main one. Yeah. And it's like, come on, guys. Like, okay, you want Emma Watson in the title role? That's fine. Dub her. Like, get somebody who can actually sing and have yeah. them sing for her. I don't understand why they had to force this pro- poor girl to sing. Because these are Broadway yeah. caliber songs. It's not... This isn't some shit you listen to on your radio. I mean, this requires really significant range, which she just doesn't yeah. have. And to make up for that, they did auto-tune it a bit, and you can definitely tell that. Oh, but yeah, yeah you, you know, can. I think I think Vulture actually wrote an article about this asking why we can't go back to doing that, yeah. just dubbing over somebody else who can actually sing. Because I think people we've gotten away from it in Hollywood, which I don't necessarily see as a bad thing. As for why they cast Emma Watson watson in the first place she's obviously a very big box office draw and i'm i still can't believe that she is playing bell in this movie it's just insane yeah it's and and the thing was that was so disappointing about it was that i thought this the supporting cast were all fabulous like they were oh my especially gaston and lefou Mm -hmm. they were awesome like to me the show they stole the show absolutely yeah the whole and Here's here's my evidence for saying what I said about Emma, who I love dearly, by the way, actually. I think she's very talented. But the most ridiculous over-the-top song of the movie, or that whole scene, the Kill the Beast scene, felt so natural to me because the actor who played Gaston has the stage presence to carry it. So, whereas, like, just Emma Watson walking through crowds of people in powdered wigs just sort of shuffling about while they all pirouette around her. I was like, oh, this is so painful. <laughs> yeah. But it no, was true. Yeah. But honestly, like overall, the movie, it was gorgeous to look at. You could tell just a ton of detail went into it. The rest of the singing and dancing was really well done. Yeah. So I would, I would I actually I would give it a three and a half out of five for okay. rating. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably put it at four. Emma didn't bother me as much as she did you. Um, and I think I don't think you're alone in that opinion, by the way. You said it may have been a little controversial when we were talking earlier, but I, I think I, I think a lot of people echo what you say, particularly about her vocals. Really? So. Okay, because everyone <clears throat> yeah. I've heard from so far is talking about this movie like it's the second coming of Christ. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I did love it and I'm actually really eager to see it again because and, and I've been listening to the soundtrack mm-hmm. a lot. So I did think that uh, some of the extra songs they added, they could have done without. Agreed. I think the only good new song was Evermore. That mm-hmm. was the one by the Beast. Yeah, I thought that was the, good, too. The, 
other ones could could have passed on. Anyway, so um, on last week's episode, we had a uh, very fun moment where Elisa and Laura surprised me w- with an email from <laughs> one of our listeners, Kyle, and it was quite something. Everybody loved the moment, and so I figured I would provide an update on that. We're engaged. <gasps> no. Um, oh my god! <laughs> Ring the wedding bells. <laughs> <laughs> we um so so i i said on the show last week i believe i i called him a fucker i'm gonna wait for that fucker to hear this and then reach out to me and he did about a day or two after and he was he apologized i was like oh god don't be sorry it's like i created an amazing show moment and we've been talking ever since like a serious steady flowing oh conversation since he first messaged me after that oh boy. episode <laughs> And here's here's what I like about Kyle, <laughs> and I'll I'll say this at our at our wedding too. But mm-hmm. he's he's good at carrying a conversation, and I've given this relationship advice before. If you're if you're talking to somebody through a dating app or whatever, it, carry the fucking conversation. It's so easy. Take an interest in their interests. Strike up conversation. Ask questions. If they if they are interested in toenails, I don't care if you hate feet. You ask about toenails if that's what they're passionate Jesus. about. You you just you just play to people's interests. So Andrew, yes, I'm into when, toenails, we, uh, okay? when we play fuck off Cupid later in this episode, I think we actually have a message that you sent to somebody. No. What? <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Just toenails? Really? Well, I, I don't, I'm just thinking of a. I don't know. I'm just giving you an example. The point is, it doesn't matter what it is. You grasp that interest by the balls or by the nail, and you run with it. So anyway, Kyle and I have been talking, and uh, we've uh, been learning a lot about each other. And it, it's it's funny. Nobody would have thought that this would have happened, but it. Well, I think it's better maybe if I explain it in song. <laughs> That's you. Why That's are you all doing you. this to us? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Doing I, what? I literally just lived through that song today, and you're making me do oh. it again. <sighs> it's so good. Don't worry. I was only going to play a part of it, not the whole thing. But I, I can't, I can't help but connect with that song. Maybe there's something there that wasn't there before. We started as tinder love and well so what you're saying is kyle has taken you prisoner in his castle and you're now developing <laughs> stockholm syndrome yeah yes okay yes that's exactly my, what I'm saying. my greatest okay. hope for this show is that every every man that andrew ever converses with on any dating app <laughs> turns out to be a listener and writes us <laughs> I, listener challenge i hope this becomes a trend Find andrew on tinder yeah <laughs> well, I definitely have been living in fear this week. Every time I swipe right on someone, I'm thinking, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. I saw somebody, I swiped someone who was like 1,800 miles away the other day. And I'm like, did this fuck, is this like yep. a listener, like on the other side of the country who moved his location to LA in the app to t- try and match with me? Or I don't know. Anyway, th- that all said, uh, it's been fun. And I'm going to keep talking with Kyle, but Aww. don't expect any more updates. I hope I, it I works doubt out I'll... for you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank... Can I be well, your look, your I... um your best man? Your wedding? Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. cool. I'm going to hold you to that. I don't want to make a reality show out of it. Like, Kyle <laughs> deserves more than that. So, so that's probably the last I'll say on that subject for now. Oh, must be getting anyway. serious. Mm. No, no, no. I just don't want to <laughs> turn him into a... Uh, t- t- game on the sh- a segment on the show he's show more gag. than that okay <laughs> <laughs> he's more than a segment to me <laughs> <laughs> we, we love you kyle and we definitely don't think of you as a segment mm-hmm, much mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Except for when you deleted the email and held it from me <laughs> until you could read it on the air. Okay. Uh, before we get into some listener feedback, this is kind of, it's kind of breaking news, right, guys? Like, we we fe- we came across this quote that hit hit the web just a few minutes before we started recording. So this is fresh news to everybody. Um, so we decided we were going to turn it into a game of who said it. Okay. And hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and read the quote now. Are you guys ready? Sure. Okay. Sure. Just like take. This is so profound and just like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just I have to take a deep breath before I read this. <laughs> Easy way to brighten someone's day. When you order coffee or any food, give them a big smile and say, and can you make it extra delicious? Trust me, try it. So now you guys have to decide who said this. I'm going to give you three names, okay? Okay. (laughs) You guys ready? (laughs) All right. Donald Trump. (laughs) Emerson Sparks. Or Tommy Lauren. (laughs) I was going to go with Gandhi, but since those are my options, um, <laughs> I think it was a little too creepy for Gandhi. Yeah. And, and, and a little. Can you make it extra delicious? Mm. If I was a barista and somebody turned to me with a big smile and said, and can you make it extra delicious? I would just reply to them. Do you want me to drop? a load of my semen into this sir what what makes it extra delicious <laughs> oh my goodness so who do you guys think said it i mean this obviously is emerson there's only one of of those yeah. of those three i think tommy lauren is probably not like dumb enough i mean i disagree with her but I, that just sounds like the, the dumbest most vapid shit i've ever heard in my life I don't think she, she's <laughs> well, made a name for herself coming... out of being engaging and compelling. There's nothing about about that quote that's engaging or compelling. And Trump's not nice enough to even to to smile. So, <laughs> yeah, or go order coffee by himself. That's true. That's very true. Andrew, do you agree? Yes, I agree. Okay. My vote is Emerson. Yeah, are you, we right? You guys are correct. Uh, from the Aww. founder of the Daily Cute and gives me hope. You have this little gem of wisdom. Um, listener challenge. Why don't you guys try this next time you go and order coffee? <laughs> yeah. Tell us how this Please goes. Write in <laughs> and let us know how it goes. Uh, I'm not comfortable asking that to my barista personally. And can you make it extra delicious? Mm. All right. So Maybe moving on, we're number. going to uh, some listener feedback. First of all, I just want to clear it ahead of time. So I'm not surprised. Any listener emails about people matching with me this week? Um, nothing I know of. Elisa? Uh, no comment. <laughs> what? Okay, great. And I'm living on edge again. <laughs> oh, um, this is so fun. Weeks. So on last week's episode, we discussed dress codes in school we had an interesting discussion about that we got some listener feedback and also there was a story regarding united airlines they got in trouble due to due to what they decided was a dress code violation should we start with the united story first or yeah let's do that okay so united united decided to refuse to allow to fly three women who were wearing leggings uh, and this got even worse when they, when United took to social media and kept saying that they had done anything wrong. Now, United's excuse was that these women were riding with a United Pass Riders Pass. And these let family and friends of United employees fly on the planes. And United said, since they are in a way representing united because they are related to united team members they cannot be wearing leggings on the plane so these three women didn't fly united got in a a lot of hot water on social media because they kept defending it even though it made no freaking sense yeah i don't understand how having a rider pass means that they're under stricter flying rules it's not like the it's not like these people with the rider passes are identified as employees on board. No. They're sitting in a normal seat just like anybody else. Right. 
This sounds like some gate agent or somebody decided to get, like, a huge fucking bug in their bonnet about these girls wearing leggings Mm-hmm. because they're form-fitting, and decided to deny them boarding, and that instead of shooting that person down, the airline backed them up? Right. Well, so that's the thing. Like, what? <laughs> that's that's the thing, is I kind of had the same thought. I was like, you know, I've seen power plays by gate agents before. I've been on the receiving end of that. The, the bigger problem is that United actually ha- it's their established policy that you have to abide by their dress code if you are, you know, flying as a friend of a employee or what have you. And, and they backed it up too. Like they, they didn't, they didn't back down or apologize or even really explain themselves mm-hmm. other than to say, yeah, this is our policy and it's up to the gate agents to enforce it. Yeah. Like it was just, it just forget for one second the merits of it, which are baseless and ridiculous, but. But merits aside, I can't get over how how much of a PR fuck up that was. Who the fuck was yeah. sitting behind their Twitter account thinking, you know, what's a really great idea if I just at reply to every yeah. celebrity on the planet and try and justify this? That's <laughs> that's what's gonna put United right. back on the map. And, and what blows my mind in regards to that is, don't these social media people understand that? saying things like this is the worst way possible to get attention on social media. Like these people should have a grasp on what will get them in trouble online, what will not look good online and, and denying any wrongdoing about leggings is ridiculous. Now, ladies, I don't wear leggings, but they look very comfortable to me. And they they also, they also don't look offensive to wear in public. No, they're not like, they're not any more form fitting than a tight pair of skinny jeans. Right. I don't right. I don't understand right. the issue. I did actually just find um the United Airlines past traveler dress code. Yeah. Like the real one? <laughs> yeah. Um apparently it bans form fitting spandex tops, pants, and dresses. And says that oh past riders' overall appearance should be well groomed, neat, clean, and in good taste. But I still don't understand why this is so important for them. The, they also these... say they also say that uh, the following attire is unacceptable in any cabin. Any attire that reveals a midriff, attire that reveals undergarments, attire that is intended as sleepwear, shorts that do not meet three inches above the knee. What? Hmm. This is. Th- those those adjectives like in good taste yeah and this is whatever. totally targeted towards women it's exactly is, what mm-hmm. we were saying last week it is targeted towards women and it's also very subjective what does in good taste mean at the partic- at this particular right. juncture i think an outfit in good taste would just be a fuck united t-shirt i would like it <laughs> if 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 like if, if 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 from here on out anyone and this goes for listeners too anyone who's listening to this if you're gonna fly United particularly as like you know like a what do they call like a passenger or, or um rider pass rider pass yeah. thank you if you're if you're gonna use that in in particular or just fly United in general I think I think that you should like make a fuck United T-shirt and wear that, and it can be it can be baggy so that it's not form fitting, and make sure it just <laughs> abides by all of the standards, right? And then right. wear that and see how they like it. The other thing to point out here, now, now to talk actually about the merits, one of the girls that they barred from the flight was ten years old. She oh was, my gosh, she was ten. So not only not only is this is this dress code just ridiculous and sexist and antiquated, it's also being applied in a way that, in my opinion, is sexualizing young girls. Yep, exactly. You're not you're not just telling you know a twenty or thirty or forty something grown woman, which is still pretty fucking bad, that she can't wear leggings. You're also telling a 10-year-old girl whose only job, whether you're on a rider pass or not, is to be a child, is, is, is to wear whatever the fuck she wants, that 
that she's that she's sexualized in some way and that her legs and and form-fitting clothes on her legs is somehow sexual and or offensive and or inappropriate or not in good taste her legs are not in good taste she's 10 years old she's fucking 10 right if she wasn't self-conscious before she is now oh yeah by the way delta what delta delta had a great tweet now, this is how you respond to something like this. Delta tweeted earlier today, flying Delta means comfort. That means you can wear your leggings. Wink emoji. Good. That went on I'm... to get 52,000 likes, 17,000 retweets. Damn, that is a lot. <laughs> if I ever fly United again, I'm going to get a special pair of leggings made. They're going to be <laughs> super tight, like re- like uncomfortably tight. And I'm going to have Fuck United stamped across my ass. <laughs> and I'm going to make sure to bend over a lot. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Oh. I seem to have dropped my headphones. <laughs> Damn. Laura's not messing around there. I'm not having this shit. Yeah. No, Fuck these guys. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Anyway, so let's discuss this listener feedback. Elisa, you want to read the first one? Yeah, so this one comes um, from Josh. He said... I went to an average-sized high school in New York, and every year for $5, you could dress up in a costume so long as it was appropriate. During my sophomore year, a guy showed up dressed like a woman. Nothing provocative, no sexy nurse or maid outfit. He just showed up in a dress. We all thought it was hilarious and genius, but the principal didn't think so. He sent him home and suspended him for a day. After that, the school made sure to include no cross-dressing in the dress code rules. Ugh. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I don't see... I, I... Once again, I don't see how that's... I don't see how that's, like, offensive to anyone who isn't either very insecure in their masculinity or a bigot. I don't... Mm-hmm. I don't... I, I don't... I don't get how a man wearing a dress is somehow offensive to anyone no the only way that i could see that being offensive would be if the goal of dressing that way was to make fun of people who cross dress sure of course i don't get i don't get the impression of that from this email of course it just sounds like he was a teenager and he thought it would be funny to wear a dress for halloween and and that that's as far as it should have ever gone yeah yeah exactly Mm. We have another oh, email man. here. Laura, you want to take that one? Yeah. Uh, Matali says, at my school, it is tradition for girls who make cheerleading to dress up the Monday after tryouts. One of my students wore a pale pink dress that was the appropriate length and was not low cut. However, it did show a lot of shoulder. When she was in my class, I didn't say anything about it because I didn't think it was a problem. Later, I saw her with a hoodie over her dress and heard her talking to another student about how another teacher told her to cover up or change. What in the world? Being a teacher and having to enforce the dress code is a pain in the ass. (sighs) And that's, well, what I'm gathering from this email, though, is that you don't necessarily have to enforce the dress code. So, So this listener chose not to or just interpreted the dress mm-hmm. code differently. And it really sounds to me like, at least in, in this person's school, you can kind of pick and choose your battles. And he or she decided not to call this girl out, but a different teacher did. So maybe yeah. we need to be putting some of the onus on teachers, too, because you have an option whether or not to call students out for this. Regardless of what the school's policy is, you're the one who's enforcing it. So you can choose to turn a blind eye in the name of social justice if you want. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is, too, like you were saying, sometimes the language is so nebulous that it leaves it very open for interpretation. So somebody who decides they're going to get on their moral high horse about somebody showing their shoulders because, heaven forbid, (laughs) can't have that. Um you know, half the guys in the class will be popping boners if they see a shoulder. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Mitali, good for you. Yeah. You tried. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to some news now. Last Friday was very exciting, huh? <laughs> 
yes it was oh my god it was such a good day <laughs> i'm sorry uh i just i'm still riding that wave yeah i mean so where do we even begin i guess just to say that in a nutshell Trump and Paul Ryan's health care bill failed spectacularly. They kept pushing to make, well, Trump kept pushing to make the vote happen. It got to the point where he said, we're going to, you guys are going to vote on it, take it or leave it. And then a few hours before the scheduled vote, keeping in mind that even earlier in that day, Sean Spicer, the press secretary was saying, oh yeah, vote's happening. Vote's, in fact, it is happening today at 3.30. Press kept hammering him saying, uh, if the if the vote fails, if it doesn't pass, if it doesn't pass, at one point he literally goes, why is everybody being so negative? How do you know it's not going to pass? And at that <laughs> point, the, it was already clear that they didn't have the votes to pass it. So they canceled the vote and it's considered one of it, another one of Trump's big failures. He, his, his, he's lost two immigration bans. He's lost this. Last week also, he uh, lost his credibility after the FBI said that there was no evidence of wiretapping. It just gets worse and worse for him. Yeah. And this isn't even just a blow to Trump. This is a blow to the GOP. Yeah. Because they've, they as a party have literally been running against Obamacare for the last four election cycles. Yeah. And they've been promising us, promising us the entire time, we're going to repeal it. We're going to repeal it. And then they, they, they win the presidency. They take over Congress and they get their fucking bill and they still can't do it. Yep. It's it insane. was just, oh my God. It's insane. I was I was fucking high on life on Friday. It I was, know <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens now. It, it it Trump said he was going to move on if he couldn't get this one to work, and now it looks like they're going to move on to tax reform, which many many people are saying it's just as difficult to do. But this is mm-hmm. a big blow, and he needs a win right now. Good luck. Good luck. He's having a really good time blaming the Democrats for this right now. Yeah. Um. Even though <laughs> they they could have, you know, there weren't really enough Democrats there to prevent this from passing if the Republicans had all gotten into lockstep on this bill. Right. How about blame so. the Republicans that didn't get in the fall on the party line with you, idiot? Right. Yeah, well, and he's shitting all over the Freedom Caucus, too. Um, I don't know when they adopted that name. It's the Tea Party, but they've started <laughs> calling themselves the Freedom Caucus. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Shitting on them, too, being like, they work together with the Democrats to save Obamacare. Yeah. And it's like, no, <laughs> your bill was not draconian enough for them. Exactly. <laughs> so they voted against it. Exactly. So, yeah, it's just, it's it's been a good week. I have to say, there's a lot, there's like a <laughs> bunch of people who just don't, you know, there's there's a lot of analysis out there. Why did this happen? Why did the health care bill fail? Like Republicans control both houses of Congress to control the executive branch. Um, the why, you know, how this is pretty much their signature promise for fucking seven years. This was their signature promise that this is what they're going to do. There's the like, great. There's great footage actually circulating the internet right now of like Paul Ryan saying, for instance, you know, you give us the White House and we'll repeal Obamacare. And <laughs> well, we, we did for better or for worse and definitely for worse, but we gave you the fucking White House and now what? And I think, you know, I think that there's more than just one reason why this happened, but certainly what should not be overlooked uh, is just the number of people who who spoke up and called and wrote yes. um, and mm-hmm. and made just a lot of fucking noise about how pissed they were about the Republican plan. I think we talked in After Dark last time about the health care bill. We analyzed it a lot. Mm-hmm. And there I was talking about how it was so unpopular. And in fact, polls... We're showing that it had only about a 17% approval rating among the public. Uh, 17%. Only 17% of the country liked it. Yikes. Everyone else hated it. And if you really want to ask yourself, why did this fail? Ultimately, that's why. In my opinion, more often than not, politicians follow the voice of the people. If it's clear that that doing something is going to cost them their job or, or, or risk their career or what have you. Like most people, frankly, this isn't unique to, to elected officials. 
But like most people, you're going to want to try to keep your fucking job. And I think it became clear that it was so unpopular that it just wasn't worth it. And whatever political risk there was in letting it fail was better than the political risk of helping it pass. And and that is owed to everyone, in my opinion, who like went to town halls and through hissy fits, wrote letters to the editors to their paper. Just if you spoke out in any public way against you know republicans plan i think that you should take some credit in this i really do mm-hmm. yeah agreed i think we- thank you so much yeah we were hearing a lot about people calling their representatives and saying no because we all saw what happened at those town halls across the country mm-hmm. people were outraged rightfully so definitely so i mean what does this mean for Trump's first 100 days? I mean, apart from outpacing Obama in most executive orders signed during the first 100 days, what has he done? What is he what what leg does he oh, have boy. to stand on? Um drain the swamp. And that that was like partially a rhetorical question. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the uh, the the latest approval ratings came out today. He's now down to 36% who approve of him, which is an all-time low. So, and and I feel like the, this may dip even lower once the polling accurately reflects the healthcare fallout. Sure. You know, it just it makes me wonder about 2018 because of course, yeah. We've all been cast, we've all been looking ahead towards it sort of grimly, right? Because Democrats have more to lose in 2018 because they just have more seats up. But I mean, this is really bad. Do you guys think it's possible we might be able to give them an ass whooping next year? I uh, here's, an here. ass whooping. I I just think that we will definitely get more people turning out than would in the past because you are seeing people uh, show more activism because they're mad at what Trump's doing. They mm-hmm. they are, but here here's here's the problem with Trump. The same problem with the Trump presidency is the exact same problem uh, that we have with with the Trump candidacy, which is that there's so much happening that no one can really stay outraged over just one Mm -hmm. thing at a time. And I really believe just like by the time the audio came out, you know, grabbing them by the pussy, by the time that audio came out, it would have just sunk anyone else. But we had become so Hello? used to and desensitized to his behavior, what? and in some ways it made him even more popular, that that just fought, fell on deaf ears. I mean, there were headlines about it, but ultimately it didn't sway any, any – it didn't sway the election. And I really worry, frankly, that that's what we're going to see here. I think the same dynamic that allowed him to become president, I worry, is going to be the same dynamic that allows him to not – necessarily stay president but certainly get through it more unscathed than we would guess mm-hmm. i really worry about that i worry that the failure of this health care bill frankly we're already seeing it you know diminish in in the news no one's even talking about that much anymore you know it was it was breaking news friday and now it's monday and people have kind of moved on and that's a shame because that is a monumental failure um as 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 a a president and as the governing party for the Republicans, and to have it go away in a weekend is does not bode well for Democrats, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, is this just? Are you seeing people talking about it less, or I I because like in my in, in my social circle, people are still talking about it, so I don't. I think liberals still talk about know. it, but I I think that that's mm-hmm. I think people who are really engaged in in politics are still talking about it but i think that i i i don't know i don't know that average everyday um you know like midwestern or even like suburban americans are still sitting around the dinner table thinking about this i think and and my fear actually is that right after the the bill failed President Trump said something to the effect of, you know what? Fuck it. Now let's just let Obamacare implode. Let's just let it all fall to shit. And made some, imp- made some, uh, um, 
he implied, I should say, that that he was going to facilitate its failure and going to help it fail because that's what Democrats deserve. And my fear is that if he does that, that it'll work. That people will say, oh, Obamacare is still there. It's the Democrats' fault we have it in the first place. And this narrative will continue because it was a good narrative. It worked. The, you know, rah-rah down with Obamacare worked in an election sense. Not in a governing mm-hmm. one, clearly, because everyone rose up and said how much they hate uh, the replacement bill. But I don't know. I just, I really worry that that Trump is so fucked up and has so many scandals on any given day. From the wiretapping charge that's proven false from the Russia investigations, from his daughter now taking an office in the West Wing, to his son-in-law being called up in front of the Intelligence Committee. Every, I mean, that's just like four or five things off the top of my head, let alone whatever else is about to come our way. Yeah. Oh, you mean like three former Trump campaign staffers? testifying on russian collusion yeah during the campaign (laughs) hopefully under oath i yeah i think so um it's gonna be it's gonna be a uh interesting moving forward fun times sure we'll talk about it next week yeah okay moving on to a little other news i joke that this is trump's america but it's not (laughs) totally related to trump uh gamestop the popular video game retailer is closing as many as 190 stores. Now, GameStop used to be the place to go, kind of like Blockbuster, for going to buy your video games before the days of Amazon. I know I would be at GameStop. Hell, the nerdy side of me still enjoys going into a GameStop. I never buy anything, but I like looking at the games, looking at the system. I don't know why. It feels therapeutic or something. And uh, they've started selling toys and different stuff now to try to appeal to more people, but just not working. They currently have over 6,600 stores. That actually kind of surprised me. And 4,400 of them were in the U.S., but now they're shutting down 2 to 3%. It makes sense. You think that, first of all, nowadays, you buy your video games digitally, a lot of people. You just download it right through the internet. It saves straight to your system, which is in many ways more convenient than buying a disc because then you don't have to keep switching discs every time you want to play a different game. And then, of course online retailers like Amazon are hurting them. I just found out the other day that I don't know why I was so slow to discover this. Uh, on Amazon, they give you like a 10 to $12 discount when you pre-order games. So I pre-ordered the new Mario mm-hmm. Kart 8 for my Nintendo Switch and I saved 12 bucks, which is which is a lot of money when these damn games are $60 these days. Mhm. So Yeah, I wonder do you think there's anything GameStop could do to sort of curb this effect that they're seeing like could they go digital Hmm. in terms of their sales and things do you think that would help them or is amazon just still too big i imagine that would help but yeah they're probably still too big i think there's just less and less of a need to go into their stores they do have the website and i know they have like a point system i think like a subscription service or something do you do you go to gamestop elisa i know you game yeah i do um I do. I actually just got, uh, well, just went there for a bunch of like Mass Effect Andromeda stuff over the weekend, actually. And it's oh, funny. Oh, you actually bought stuff there. I actually bought stuff there. And it's really funny. I didn't know that this was in the show doc at the time, but I went to a GameStop and got like some of these handbooks and stuff for this new Mass Effect game. And then I had to return an item like a couple of days later and I went back and the fucking place was closed. And it literally what? said on there, like, closing down. And I was like, what? I was, oh, just no. here. I was just here three days ago. Oh, so, that's too bad. Yeah, and I couldn't it's believe it. I, couldn't, I saw this in the dock, and I was like, yeah, living proof over here. I mean, they're they're yeah. closing down all over the place. Yeah, and, unless, and I don't know how they could compete and beat Amazon. I think they'll probably go the same way as Borders or or just have to severely shrink the number of stores mm. that they're operating. We can play the Hunger Games cannons for them when they finally go out. Yeah. I just, there's just no winning against Amazon. I ordered my Nintendo Switch at midnight. It was there eight hours later through Prime Now. They're just right. so damn good. They really People are. Want stuff. 
I feel like if if places like GameStop, if they want to compete with online retailers like Amazon, they should play Amazon's game. They should like put all their fucking resources into like shipping and so people can and and revamping their websites so people can buy games online through GameStop and then add some kind of like loyalty program or something like that that like incentivizes you to buy on GameStop instead of Amazon like for every 5 right. games you buy you get like one free or something something big like that you know and then at least they would have a business model but as it stands I think they're going to be out of business in the next like 5 years. Yeah. Though I will say I'm I'm kind of old school. I like buying physical copies of games for one reason. Resale. Mm. You can if you buy digital, mm. you can't resell that shit. I just put my Wii U on eBay with four physical games. Sold it for 400 bucks. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, a I lot to... more than I would have guessed for that right right because andy does it old school got the physical games got uh two pro controllers and the wii u uh i I wanted to sell it before it started really losing value (laughs) because i bought my switch and now i'm not playing it anymore the wii u so i wanted to talk about this hidden from the headline story this week and it's about brazil and specifically the environmental regulations that brazil's government uh are, are now relaxing uh, the reason for this is because Brazil is undergoing a really severe recession and the economy is hurting. The people are hurting. They've lost a ton of jobs over the past couple of years. And so Brazil's president just announced a bunch of sweeping reforms that are going to ease environmental regulations, specifically in the Amazon rainforest. This is bad news on a whole host uh, or a whole host of reasons rather number one am- the amazon rainforest is home to about 10 percent of the earth's species and they're only there like if the amazon was gone there goes 10 percent of all of our species um we already as it stands even with those environmental regulations in place we're losing about eighty thousand acres of the rainforest every single day 80,000 acres a day. And because we're losing so many acres a day, we lose about 50,000 species every single year. The destruction of the Amazon rainforest is one of the primary reasons that scientists are saying we're undergoing the largest extinction since the dinosaurs currently because the Amazon is just so fucking critical. And by the way, not just to Brazil. The Amazon is important because it's considered by climate scientists to be one of the most moderating forces of climate change. Obviously, it's known that trees clean the air and can suck up carbon and all of those greenhouse gases and give us beautiful oxygen in return. So the Amazon, which is, of course, the largest forest in the world, is considered like pretty fucking key in our fight against climate change. Without that, they estimate that the speed at which climate change is happening would would uh, occur about 30% faster than it already is because the Amazon makes that big of a difference in cleaning our air. So that's why it's happening and that's why it matters even if you don't live in Brazil. And I mean... This is just, like, super sad stuff, right? Like, I feel like we hear stories like this and hidden from the headlines a lot. And it makes everyone feel kind of helpless because it's on the other side of the world. We don't feel like we have any voice or any power over this kind of thing. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what you can actually do if you care about the rainforest and, you know, not dying. Um, The first thing is rainforestfoundation.org. They're based in the United States, they're based in New York City, but they do really, really good work saving rainforests around the world, and particularly the Amazon. One of the most important things they do is actually work with the indigenous people of the Amazon to get them to keep their fucking land. Because let's be clear, this isn't just environmental, there's also a lot of social justice issues going on here. Um, If, well, once rather, these regulations are lifted... 
uh, Brazil's Ministry of Justice is going to have authority to boot indigenous people off their own land, put them on reservations, and then use the land for mining, drilling, the creation of dams, etc. So apart from the environmental impact, it's also just super morally fucked up. Uh, rainforestfoundation.org does a great job working with those indigenous cultures and helping them out. So you can go there, donate, get involved, however else. The other big thing I wanted to mention, though, is palm oil. Weirdly enough. Oh, palm oil. <laughs> Fucking palm oil, guys. Don't buy that shit. That shit is fucked, man. I didn't know, I didn't know about this until I started researching for this story. Palm oil is in fucking everything and here's the shitty part i started looking up ways how do you avoid palm oil like okay so the reason that palm oil is relevant to this discussion is because it's pretty much like half the reason the rainforest is being destroyed it's not just oil and and the need for for um for oil and for mining and coal and what have you it's that palm oil is used in everything from cosmetics to making clothes obviously to food and they estimate that it's in about 60 percent of every fucking product you buy literally 60 percent of shit it's in everything and it only grows in tropical climates and so the rainforest is being overtaken by massive companies like uh unilever that are are trying to use that land to produce palm oil. And frankly, like we're the reasons why, because we, it's in such high demand and it's used in everything that it's considered like a necessity. So you want to get rid of palm and oil. There's a couple of things you can do. Uh, number one, look on your products for two different labels. One label says green palm and it has a literally a green palm tree in the middle of it. That means that the palm oil on that was sustainably derived and you're good to go. The other label you can look for is called RSPO and it has another like gr like green leaf in the middle of it. You can look for that. Also means it was sustainably derived. But you can't just look at the ingredients lists on things because palm oil is disguised. It very rarely says palm oil in an ingredients list. Most of the time it's listed as vegetable oil, vegetable fat, um, palmolite, palmoline, glycerin, things like that. So, um, I hate to say this, guys, but if you really just want to avoid it outright, you can shop at Whole Foods. Don't kill me. I know that's... <laughs> <laughs> Don't kill me. I, like, I struggled with this existentially before recording because I was like, fuck! Am I really gonna, like, be that pretentious asshole that's like, Whole Foods is so great, guys, but... <sighs> Actually, I'm Elisa, well, and I recommend Whole Foods. <sighs> so, uh, which, by the way, is also closing a bunch of their stores. So, good luck. Um, so, Elisa, though, uh, palm oil. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's it's a preservative, right? I mean, often it is used as a preservative for a lot of things, okay. but it's not just a preservative. It's also like okay. it's also used in like every every food that's made ever. From graham crackers to, I mean, mostly snack foods like Doritos, graham crackers, cookies, everything like that. It's even in toothpaste. Would, would a reasonable response here, I mean, I, I'm guessing then that there's maybe not something special about the palm oil other than it being cheap. Like, mm -hmm. if something were to happen, if legislation were to be passed to make it really fucking expensive, do you think that could help? Yeah. Oh, definitely. So that's, I mean, that's a good point. So you could always slap like an excise tax or excise tax onto palm oil. And that will make the price of things containing palm oil go up. Therefore, demand for it mm -hmm. will go down. So that's, that's true. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm just wondering, like, why do they have to use that specific kind of oil? Because it's so, palm oil is so diverse. It's like one of the most diverse oils and it's also flavorless. And so that's why it's mm. really good for, for like snack foods and shit because you don't taste it, but you need a binding agent. Like if you're, mm. if you're making cookies or graham crackers or whatever, you need something to bind it together that is also, as you pointed out, 
preservative in nature, and palm oil fits that bill. Mm. Yeah. I see. So not to get, like, all hippie on you guys, but yeah, like, Whole Foods pledged in 2012 that they're no longer going to use palm oil that's sourced from rainforest or anywhere that isn't uh, sustainable. So... Like, when in doubt, just get your food from Whole Foods, and I hate to say it, but, like, they're legit, guys. Like, it's, I know that- they're so legit, man. They have a- I fucking hate you, Andrew. Rainforest, man. I know, I I know what I sound like. I know what I sound like. I know I sound like like a hippie, but I'm, like, totally not a hippie, man. Whole Foods for life. Bring your reusable bags. (laughs) Oh, my God. Save a nickel. (laughs) Oh my god. No, no, that's a good point. We all need to save the Amazon. So thank you for enlightening us. Yeah, if for no other reason than the Amazon produces more than 20% of the Earth's oxygen. Yeah. So if you like breathing. And they're producing all of my video game purchases from here on out. So I need them very badly. Oh, another last thing on this, actually. So I mentioned Unilever. They're yeah, one of like up? they're one of like the I hate you. The Unilever's like one of like the largest <laughs> one of the largest corporations that uses palm oil and all of their shit. But Unilever actually has a really good history of uh changing their policies and completely upending their business model once they discover that something is problematic. They've done that in Africa, um, they've done that here with trying to cut back on on plastic waste. So write to Unilever, tweet to Unilever, just like at reply Unilever, tell them they need to get palm oil out of their fucking products, and it could actually work because they are pretty good about listening to that shit. Cool. Yeah, all right. that's it. I'm off my soapbox. It's time for now the day. for a game we haven't done in a while. It's time for fuck off, Cupid. That's right. This is the segment where we take screenshots of all your most horrifying OkCupid encounters and dramatically read them on the show. I do be able to contribute one to today's episode, but I don't get any weird stuff. People are just people are just normal with me, I guess. <laughs> so I'll begin. I have the first reading here. All right. This is from a person named Kyle. <laughs> just kidding. It's not. You look like the sweetest girl. I'm sorry to bother you, but I have a very serious question. I've been getting so dizzy and fainting constantly lately, so I went to the doctor. He diagnosed me with a rare form of hypoglycemia, which is a very low blood sugar. He told me that regular sugar and sweets won't help me. The only thing that could help me is finding the sweetest pussy and eat it three times per day, and there's no other medicine. He even gave me a prescription for it. Can you please find it in your heart to help me fill my prescription? What the fuck? I'm very ashamed and embarrassed to ask you, but I have no other choice. Thank you. Wow, what a (laughs) dickhole. goodness damn curious to see why a pretty girl like you swipe right on me 12:46 p.m. <sighs> sucks knowing i'm not attractive enough for you 11:17 p.m. <sighs> you're lost not talking to me i'm hung like a horse <laughs> I can't believe these are real. (laughs) Hey, I'm Mike. You're really cute, and it's awesome you teach the little ones. How old are they? Six? 12.53 (laughs) a.m. I've got nine thick inches if you want it. You're in zoology, I see. I've got a large snake that's been out of control lately and could use some treatment. Wink emoji. Sorry, I don't specialize in reptiles. But it's not a regular snake. 
It's a girthy man snake. <laughs> Wink emoji. <laughs> oh my God. Who does this? What's wrong with people? <sighs> Guys, I just, I'm not hopeful for the state of the world. <laughs> just <laughs> between Donald Trump and the rainforest and dudes talking about their girthy man snakes. Why don't I get messages like that? Also, why don't I have a girthy man snake? <laughs> Can the name of the episode be Girthy Man Snake? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, where can people read more of those? They can go to fuckoffcupid.com and see our whole gallery on Instagram. And if you would like to submit your own entry, that can be sent to millennialshow at gmail.com with fuckoffcupid in the subject line. Wait, hold on. What? Did you? <laughs> I forgot that what? you bought the Fuck Off Cupid domain name. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I remember I now. did. I completely forgot. You were like, wait, you didn't. We don't have that. I just typed it in to <laughs> double check to make sure I heard correctly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very nice website, too. What did you design this with? Uh, Wix. Wix. Oh, yeah, I've heard yeah. the banner ads for that. It looks really nice. Cool, cool. So uh, wrap up the show today with a couple of recommendations. I I spoke about it earlier, the Nintendo Switch. So this came out a few weeks ago. I bought it on release day. Amazon, they did a surprise thing where they were like, oh, by the way, we have them in, at midnight in your time zone. I ordered at midnight. I was going to camp out. And then this offer came up. So I, I got lucky and and got it from Prime Now. Got it at about eight hour, eight a.m. Eight hours after ordering it, and I I had a good a good first day with it because I had a flight to London later that night, and I took it with me. It is just so cool to be able to play the same exact game and system on your TV or wherever you go. You you if you've seen the trailer, you know how it works. Or if you have one, you just pop it out of the little dock. It, it disconnects from your TV very easily. And you're immediately playing in your hands. It is just very cool. I've been playing Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's the only game I have right now. <laughs> A, because I don't really play any games unless they have unless they're by Nintendo, like Zelda or Mario or Animal Crossing or Pokemon. And uh, B, they they just don't have many uh, great launch titles. That Mario Kart's coming out next month, which I'm excited about. But I am loving Breath of the Wild. I don't, I've never been so invested in a Zelda game, but the reviews have just been through the roof. You may have seen. Well worth it. It's also available for the Wii U, by the way, if you don't want to upgrade your system. But I definitely recommend checking out the Switch. It. I really hope Nintendo go, goes all in on it. Uh, I hope they really just invest in it. Just make all the great games for it. Because they flopped with the Wii U, but now they can come back with the Nintendo Switch. All yeah, right. I kind of heard that the Switch was coming around because Nintendo had a shit fourth quarter. Is that true? Uh, what do you mean coming around? Well, I mean that it came out because they had a shit fourth quarter. Oh, well, I think it's been in development for a few years. So, I, I, they, But the, the Wii U had flopped, so they had to do something. And I think this is perfect mm-hmm. because the world's moving towards these mobile games and these mobile systems. We all play games on our phones. And now this this is the mobile world, but it's it's an HD mobile world on your on a on a Nintendo device, and it's just really great. Elisa, were you thinking Very about cool. getting one? Because I know you have a Wii U. I was thinking about it, but honestly, so I've never played Zelda in my life. I know. Oh, that's like that's that's like a tragedy. But bullshit. I, I I I've heard great things, but I've never played it, and so I feel like that's sort of the selling point for it. And if you're not into that, then I didn't really, you know, want to spend spend the money. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, that's okay. I don't need you anyway because Kyle is getting one this weekend, and uh, we're gonna verse in Ooh. Mario Kart. Oh shit! Yeah, he he's gonna be Toad, and I'm gonna be Peach. He wants me to be Peach. Yeah, I bet he does. <laughs> we have so many inside be jokes, some you guys. Role playing shit. <laughs> so yeah, well, I I did joke about that actually. Anyway, uh, who recommended this song? That was me. So this is Saturn's Bars by the Gorillas. It's a new song. It's going to be on their album that's coming out here in April. Um, and they haven't released anything for a while. So this was kind of a, a special treat. I really enjoyed it. Cool. And why don't you tell our listeners what's happening on After Dark today? We have a good discussion. 
Ooh, yes. So in light of Uber being taken to court (laughs) over whether or not they should be responsible for some of the creepy shit that their drivers do, we decided that we're going to talk about some of our favorite hashtag millennial apps. Um, Things (laughs) like Tinder, OkCupid, DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber, Lyft, etc. And the extent to which we think these these apps are legally responsible for what happens as a result of their existence. Yeah, I got some stories to tell about this shit. Oh, yeah, so do I. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I, it kind of relates to that GameStop discussion. This is where, the way the internet's moving with, with delivery and convenience through apps. Um, you can find that content over on patreon.com slash millennial. Our Patreon is how we keep the show going, so we really appreciate your support. Uh, you also get other benefits as well, including that video that I'm posting on Tuesday morning where I, I gawk at how much of a mess I am in the moment. It's it's finally starting to wear off. I can finally feel my jaw coming back. I'm almost feeling normal again. So time to get more cavities. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. And I'm Laura. See everybody next week. Next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. And you think this is good, Laura? Yeah. Okay. What the fuck did I just hear? I don't know what I just heard either. It's from the Gorilla's new song, <laughs> as I explained in the show. Yes, we know, I, but but what was that? <laughs> it was a a song. I'm sorry that you guys that have like song? super whitey McWhite white taste. I can't help that. <laughs> what would you cr- classify Gorillas as? In all seriousness, I think I think that they're kind of a multifaceted group. Hmm. I mean, I've heard them do things for, like they can go all the way from like rap to rock in a single song oh okay so i think i think they do a little bit of everything okay uh, I, that I, sounded like a lot I, that's I, for sure i i can't help that you guys are judgmental assholes it's, you know <laughs> not my problem